Investors around the world are holding their breath before the Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell's semi-annual testimony due later today. Now, inflation in the U.S. is running hot. The jobs market remains particularly and undesirably strong. And the U.S. economy is rather resilient to the higher interest rates in the U.S. So what will Jerome Powell say about all that? And more importantly, how will the markets react? So welcome. This is Swiss Coast Daily Market Talk. So remember, the week started with worries that China is setting its growth target to 5% yesterday. That's quite a meager target for a post-pandemic kickoff, and it could mean a slower global growth ahead, so it's not good news. And today, well, the latest and the mixed rate figures from China further raise a couple of more eyebrows regarding whether we are expecting just too much from China or not because the decline in the Chinese exports was less dramatic than expected last month. So that was kind of good news. But unfortunately, imports fell by more than 10% in the month of February from a year ago. Now, of course, China will be opening and getting back to business. That's good news. But the growth in China may not be as euphoric as we saw pre-2020 when a few sectors in China, and that including real estate, and the technology sectors, for example, were literally booming. And the real estate was obviously not much convincing to me, given the forest of skyscrapers that were just simply empty from bottom up. But the technology was clearly booming, with likes of Alibaba and Tencent just showing off to the world how the future will or would look like. Now, Unfortunately, it all seems like it's a faraway dream right now. So it's not quite a surprise that we saw Nasdaq's gold and China index uh, kicking off the week slower than the US peers yesterday, while the S&P 500 was doing quite fine, to be honest with you, at least at the open with gains up to 1% at some point. But these gains melted to the close and all three major US indices closed Monday's session flat to very, very slightly positive. Still, the S&P 500 is heading into the Jerome Powell semi-annual testimony above the 4,000 psychological mark, while Apple jumped by almost 2% yesterday as Goldman Sachs recommended buying the stock for the very first time in the past six years, with a price target set to $199 per share, which is more than a 30% rally from the actual levels, while Tesla slid yesterday after announcing the second price cut in in the US of its most expensive models this year. So today, all eyes and all ears are on the Fed President Jerome Powell's semi-annual testimony and what he thinks about the latest set of economic data in the US. Because since the latest FOMC meeting, we had a blowout NFP number last month, remember, which printed job additions of more than half a million in the month of January in the US. We had an uptick in the inflation figures last Last month, and we had less disappointing decline, less disappointing fall in the S&P 500 earnings in the fourth quarter, and an overall encouraging economic data. 
Now, of course, not all the economic data that was released since the beginning of this year was good or encouraging. We had some disappointing data points, obviously, since the start of this year regarding the PMI or some manufacturing indices. But overall, the data suggested that the U.S. economy remains quite resilient to the Federal Reserve's rate hikes in the U.S. And that's a problem. That's a major problem because the fact that the jobs market in the U.S. or the economic activity don't really react to the higher interest rates is a problem for the Federal Reserve because it makes its arms much less efficient for fighting against inflation and bringing inflation toward the 2% policy target. Now, many would agree that changes in the interest rates take some time to filter into the economy, but the Federal Reserve's tightening campaign began back in November 2021, so that's some 17 months ago, and the interest rate hikes actually began roughly a year ago. So that's enough time for us to start seeing some you know, reaction in the economy. But half a million NFP read, along with the lowest unemployment rate of the you know, past 50 years and uptick in inflation are indeed quite worrisome. So what now? What's going to happen now? At the latest FOMC meeting, well, Jerome Powell let go the D word. He said that we start seeing the beginning of some disinflation. So the question is, will he say that it was maybe a wrong signal? Well, maybe he will say that, maybe he will not. But what's sure is that he will repeat that the Federal Reserve's fight against inflation is not done just yet and that the interest rate hikes in the US will continue. But if Powell doesn't say anything that we haven't heard just yet, well, the market could very well continue its rally. Why? Why not? Because, you know, the higher yields in the US haven't been a major drag for the equity valuation since the start of this year. That's interesting, but that's true. The US two-year yield climbed to levels last seen back in 2007, but the S&P 500 stocks, which should have normally suffered from the rising US yields, simply rallied. Now, even the most bearish analysts on Wall Street throw in the towel because we see that Morgan Stanley's Wilson, for example, now says that, you know what, the stock rally could finally continue in the short run as that 200-day moving average, which was mostly watched, proved to be quite solid last week. Solid, in fact, and resistant to less than ideal news for the Federal Reserve dose. But it's often when you expect less that the major levels really get broken in the financial markets, like oil, for example, because the disenchanting growth target of 5% from China yesterday was actually expected to keep the oil bears, for example, in charge of the market. But the 100-day moving average, which was literally impossible to clear, and not even despite the Chinese reopening news after the zero COVID policy since the end of last year, well, that level just got cleared to the upside yesterday. And while the Chinese news was uh, obviously um, not the major, major driver of the bullish breakout that we saw in oil prices, because the warning of tight global supply and the rising Chinese demand were obviously uh, on the menu of the Week conference at the start of this week. But you know what? That was nothing that we didn't know. I mean, everybody knew that the global supply was tight and everybody knew that the Chinese demand is growing. So to me, it was mostly the words that came out of Estonia's foreign minister that helped pushing the price of a barrel above the critical 100-day moving average level because he said that the EU, the European 
Union should have the $60 price cap on the Russian oil to hit the country's finances in hope that well, Russia could actually weaken its offense in Ukraine. Now, all that is quite funny because we also know that the Europeans continue importing uranium from Russia because they don't have the choice and sanctioning uranium imports is not even on the table and that's really helping Russia filling its coffers but oh well. Anyway, halving the price cap for the Russian oil is just an idea right now that has been said aloud but uh, whether it could keep the price of American crude above the 100-day moving average level which stands slightly below the 80 dollar per barrel mark is yet to be seen now we know that the tight global supply the war in ukraine the sanctions on russian uh, oil and the price cap and the rising chinese and the rising global demand tilt the balance for higher oil prices in the medium run that's something that we always say but on the other hand higher energy prices mean higher inflation around the globe and higher inflation around the globe means tighter monetary policies across the border which in turn increased the global recession odds and could in return weigh on oil prices. So what I'm trying to say here is that it was actually interesting chasing the dip in oil prices, but it will also be interesting testing the tops. Now elsewhere, the Reserve Bank of Australia raised interest rates by 25 basis points today as expected, and they said that there could be more rate hikes on the pipeline depending on the data, but the Aussie dollar slipped below the 67 level. The euro dollar on the other hand extended gains yesterday and flirted with the 107 mark and that was on the back of a surprisingly softer US dollar into Jerome Powell's semi-annual testimony. Gold on the other hand sold off into the 1860 dollar per ounce mark and we will see if Jerome Powell will sound hawkish enough to reverse losses in the US dollar or his hawkishness will again go unheard by investors. So it's going to be a very exciting day but this is all for today. I'm Ipek Oskar Deşkaya and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful messages. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on Twitter and on LinkedIn for regular market updates. And subscribe of course to our YouTube channel for daily market comments. I will meet you again tomorrow and until then, good day trading.